Uh, hey, everybody, this is the best show, but it's not live on a Tuesday night on your computer. Well, it is on a computer, but it's not live on a Tuesday night on your computer. We're in Los Angeles right now, and we're recording an episode of the show here. Why? Because we want to keep doing episodes for you, because I just love doing the show so much. Why I'm just doing it on a Tuesday. Yeah, I haven't stopped running around, and sure, I was told to go to Santa Monica for a meeting that was in Los Angeles. That was a fun 90-minute loop-de-loop I did, but I'm not going to talk about that stuff. I'm going to talk about fun. We have all kinds of great people here, and we're just going to get into it. And since it's a podcast and it's not even a live thing, we don't even play music tonight that has to get cut out of the podcast. So let's just play the theme, and then we will get into the show. So listen to this, because this is the best show. Starts. Oh, and then it's an episode special. How about that? Guys, gentlemen, ladies, oldies, youngsters, people of all races and creeds and colors, welcome to the best show. The L.A. style best show. We're just we're gonna do a laid back best to be fitting. The West Coast this is like a cool. This is not a uptight New Jersey, New York best show. This is a this is a David Ogden Steers in his actual speaking voice style best show. When he does that, 
Carl Sagan impression that he does. Is he still alive? David Ogden Steers? Anybody? No? Winchester? <laughs> Winchester from MASH? What was that like when they were just like, yeah, the one guy, uh, Frank Burns, is leaving, so we just need a new guy to just like, that we're, the requirements for this thing is that Alan Alda will not stop making fun of your character for 12 years. So if you don't like Alan Alda making fun of you and it's eventually going to get under your skin, do not audition for this. Alan Alda, he's still with us, right? He was on uh, something recently. What was he on? 30 Rock? That was like seven years ago still. <laughs> he might. I don't know if he's with us. Right? What's the last thing Alan Alda did? Sweet Liberty? Four Seasons? No, those are throwbacks. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. This is, I think I'm going to just wrap it up here. This is, I think I've given everything I had in the tank for this. Like, like James Ingram said, right? I gave my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough for tonight. But no, just once I will do the best show. Not live in front of people, but it will be on the uh, your podcast. You're listening to this on a Wednesday, not live on a Tuesday. So that gives us freedom. And we have guests in the studio. It's going to be a cool, laid-back best show. We have, uh, uh, it's like a who's who in the studio. This place blew up, man. Show business, as we know it, would end. They would just be, show business, they would just say, we're shutting it down. Wrapping it up, we're gonna all go do something else because show business is over. We have a longtime friend of me and the best show, Lisa Jane Persky. Here, you know her as she is an author, right, and an actor, and a what else? A photographer, right? <laughs> I love when you say that, photographer. And what else? What else did you do? Yeah, well, You've done so many things. You know. were in, I'm, I'm here. I'm representing old yes. Hollywood. You were in Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> you played Dirty D. I did. The tough hoodlum who I gave did. Kiss a hard time. I was really messing with Abner Devereaux and the boys there. In that amusement park that Kiss were... They rescued it or something? What happened again? I can't remember the Who plot. Who can remember? Yeah. I'm sure nobody. <laughs> I'm sure Kiss. Do you think anybody in Kiss could walk you through the plot? Of <laughs> no one's Kiss me watching it for seven. that either, right? Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. I have a... They're like a false on like a... Like a sniper dot showed up on Paul Stanley's chest. Paul, there's a sniper at the top of that hill. He's going to pull the trigger if you don't walk us through the plot of six plot points in Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Well, let me think. Um, there's the time when Kiss went to the... And then the guy just waves his finger <laughs> and then the firing starts. We also have... I'm going to go round the table. We have uh, another esteemed entertainer who's brought joy to so many people. <laughs> over the years, <laughs> whether it be through his his writing or his acting, we have the Gabe Delahays here. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. What's the calling card for a Gabe? What's the one where they're like, "Oh, I know you from 
Well, it used to be Video Gum, a website mm-hmm. I used to write. Sure, and you wrote all the things where you'd be like, "Hey, check this video out of." <laughs> yeah, a lot of hate. Check this video out of Pop, popping out of a garbage can. <laughs> Kid popping out of a garbage can, getting punched in the chest. World's, that's that's top ten all time best videos. Yep. <laughs> Wait, like, Hi, I want to ask you about. <laughs> like you don't even need to see it if you know it well enough. <laughs> and the kid with the mummy, uh, the the wolf man mask pops out of the can, and then that kid just hauls off, and that kid just falls back into the garbage can. It's one. It's a classic. So they know you from that. That Gabe and Max. Yes, that's that's your your hit web uh, series. My hit web series with my friend Max Silvestri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. So you're saying that the future is wide open. The future is, what you're is wide saying. open. This is you're not encumbered by it could be a body of work <laughs> the way <laughs> other people are just held back by. I did. Fine. No, I did all these things, and then just, for you, it's like smooth sailing. Yeah, and you just Whatever look. It's open waters. Next, open, it's open waters. And ironically, you might end up in open water four. What if you saw yourself in open water four? I only go ocean. on like two auditions a year, yeah. but hopefully, open water four will be one of them. Would you? You would audition for open water four? Yeah. And they're just like, all right, this one takes place off the coast of. Prague, Yugoslavia. We're shooting this one in international waters. Sign me up. No guarantees of anything. Should I so slate? Do I slate? <laughs> do you slate? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do tail slates on these? I, is there an underwater slate I can hold? <laughs> it would be my uh, my Aquaman. It would be. Oh, see, already we're into the <laughs> entourage talk. It took three it's and a LA half best minutes. show. L.A. best show. And is that, wait, is that what the show is? Oh, no. Wait, I'm that, or everyone's just laughing at it? Like, oh no, God. everyone loves it. Oh, I thought you were saying that, like, the what entourage is to the West Coast, the best show is to the East Coast. Like, yeah, these guys think they're making a thing, but we just all laugh at it and <laughs> make fun of it. And and then speaking of entourage, uh, I don't want to say mockery, but just the fanaticism, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, we have comedian. Joe Mandy is here. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for coming, all of you. Thank you. The Entourage trailer. Exciting. I, I've only seen the poster. You've I'm kind of like, I'm trying to hold back. There's two mm-hmm. now. Two posters? Trailers. Okay. The poster says, dream large, live larger. But like, dream large isn't an expression. Yeah. It's it, it, like the <laughs> the... Live larger should have been built off of an actual. Right. Look, I had uh, I had some notes. These guys, so you have notes. <laughs> you're gonna some last minute one sheet punch up. Yeah, <laughs> on that poster. Yeah, I got brought in for uh, two days of one sheet punch ups, doing uh, punch up on uh, new James Bond movie and the Entourage movie. Were you excited when Jerry Ferrara? Called the best show was that? I I didn't I couldn't believe it. I could I could not believe it. It went it came together so fast, and it came together just like so many things come together. I had Somebody, a lot of weird interactions with him, never in person. Mm-hmm. He accused me of saying I was. I was he said I I was threatening. I, like he he said I, I, I threw a death threat at him. 
over Twitter, which was very confusing. And then I we argued about what <laughs> constituted a death threat. Death threat. <laughs> um, and then I showed up at a party once, and someone was like, Jer- "Jerry Ferrar wants to punch you in the face." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, that's, this is getting very strange." And then he followed me on Twitter. So, <laughs> and now it's it's kind of like an episode of Entourage, really. Yeah. Now we're yeah. buds. Now you are in his entourage potentially. I know God I am willing. now. God willing. Oh, I'm now. There's I I am now. I have a shot at being the turtle to turtle. I mean, I'm more into sneakers than you, so I think I'm turtle. So turtle. you're just you're just yeah you're just gonna be out uh, waiting out in front of this the uh, you're just a sneakerhead with him and you can. Well, I do drive an Escalade. Okay, no, you drive, you're driving. Are oh, you? Drive an Escalade. I uh, wear hats always. Mm-hmm. You, you, and you, you're, you're always have some sort of Yankee, Yankees paraphernalia on. I bleed blue. Is that what they say? <laughs> I think it's blue. I bleed pinstripes. You bleed, you bleed pinstripes. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, <laughs> so you, uh, yeah, the Jerry Ferrara did not punch you out. No, no. He, I, I don't even know if that threat was real. Maybe that was, you know, Somebody. through the confusion. Now I thought yeah. he was threatening my death. You know, it's very sure. It's a dramatic friendship we have. You'd actually qualified as a friendship. <laughs> I've never met him. No, <laughs> I've, I've never met him either. Although, have I listened to every episode of his podcast? Sure, I have. Sure, I haven't heard any of them yet. Mm. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Did he mention coming on the best show on it? He said he was going to. I haven't heard that yet. He. uh I liked when he said something like, look, I'm not comparing myself to Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> acting-wise, but it's like, okay, you're yeah. not comparing. That's a smart move. No one acting-wise should compare themselves to Daniel Day-Lewis. I did hear he spent three years uh, just living as a turtle before, <laughs> they <shot. laughs> before he did. <laughs> and then they're like, then Doug Allen is like, no, Jerry, it's not that kind of turtle. Your nickname is Turtle. What is, his name is Sal, right? His first name, Turtle's first name is Sal, really? Oh, man. Is that? I hope so. Because there's Dom, which is the closest thing to dumb, <laughs> like, which is kind of appropriate that that guy's name was dumb. It's like one letter away from misspelling dumb. Like the, only the dumbest way to spell dumb is dom, actually. Well, that's how dumb people letters, spell dumb. Yeah, you're two letters off then. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, uh, I thought he was going to get more, uh, into the whole Dom thing. He likes Dom, but I gotta realize he knows the guy who plays Dom. It's not, it's not this theoretical character for him. Not like, I'm just like, hey, remember when Dom was on the thing? He's like, yeah, I know that guy. I, that was great. I, this I've is, this is my out. real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, just like, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You're not actually, Turtle, I'm forgetting that you are actually—you actually are hanging out with this guy in 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 director's chairs on sets. And I chased the van full of you know entourage stars for you. That was that—that that was really what began my calls. Was that you had put out some call for like send me your celebrity <laughs> for like, for what send me your celebrity send me your celebrity a, I want and, a celebrity and you, you know? chased down and a... so they were filming in my neighborhood that uh-huh. night right during the show mm-hmm. so I went and got I was going to go get one of them 
Mm-hmm. So they have nothing but fear from me. But yeah. <laughs> it just so when I got there, the the wagon was pulling away. You could see Jeremy Piven's head. Or yeah, I think Real. that's a death threat. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, by, from strict, what I what yeah, I'm aware, yeah, what a death threat strict is. Strict Ferrara rules. <laughs> you and then I had to call with me instead. Yes, number you, sixteen thousand five hundred and seventy three or whatever I was. On the list, I've moved down. I think no about a thou since then. No. But, but. You've moved up. You, Lisa Jane Parsons, have acted on so many crazy things throughout your career. Like what were what was like? You acted with like B. Arthur, right? I did. I think one of the weird, top weirdest things, mm-hmm. I guess, um, was uh, with along with uh, the, the the kiss thing is uh, the amazing story where I become magnetized by a meteor <laughs> falling when, through a house. When did that happen? <laughs> and I've, I've never really gotten over it. And what year was that? Oh, God, I don't know. It was, it was the first season of Amazing Stories. Oh, that was Stories. the Steven Spielberg anthology show, right? I keep telling people from you know my experience here that the thing that you think is pro- probably one of the worst things that you've ever done will maybe be the thing that everyone loves more than anything. Sure. So, like, yes, just say yes. So for you, it's... Just say yes. People say, hey, you're from Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> And the thing where you got magnetized by a meteor. Well, that was actually pretty good compared. Well, you know, almost sure. anything compared to. Look, you're working. I love you're it. working. You're making stuff happen. You also were with Divine in the, on off Broadway. Off off. Yes. Yeah. Off off. And it was like, what was the show in called? In a show called Women Behind Bars, where um, we we performed eight times a week for a year, and right around the corner from CBGB's. So I was. This was seventy six, and mm-hmm. so I do those eight shows, and every night go off to CBGBs and, and just see bands and bring stuff. Divine with me. And Divine was Dee Dee's favorite actress, Dee Dee Ramone. Yeah, wow. And you, because because that show was like a prison, like a women's prison. It was a spoof on all those prison movies or the Snake Pit, you know, mm-hmm. and it had all those characters. And then Divine had to like assault you every. Yeah, week? I was raped eight times a week by Divine. Okay, and but Divi- rape not as we, uh, you know, as feminists speak of this today. Mm-hmm. This was some exploded comedic version of, mm-hmm. and yes, no was- actual, um, you know. Uh, Body parts were harmed. Yes, good. Well, it was it was it, that's what acting is. You don't have to. I'm not going to talk anymore about that. <laughs> Just because it's on a different. Coast. Are we all dancing around the word penetration? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be. Yes. Okay, uh, that was so. You, yeah. So you hung out with Divine all the time, right? And what Divine oh, was a good guy, the greatest, yeah, greatest. So fun and funny and interesting and sweet and. Uh, also diabolical in his way, mm-hmm. um, if you crossed him, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. We shared a, bur- uh, a burned dressing room together because he left something smoking in an ashtray and he burned both of our dressing rooms. The you fire burned, department had to come. Like, so then for the rest of the show, you're we in were just like, dressing room. you're worried about falling through the floor <laughs> in your dressing room. I yeah. still have pictures with, you know, the... Foam on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for the <laughs> yeah, the fire extinguisher yes. foam. Now, guys, we have Joe Mandy, Gabe Delahaye, Lisa Jane Persky, Los Angeles. What's the deal with this place? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm feeling like I fit in here. Well, a lot of vegetarian places. 
a lot of gluten-free areas. Sure. I'm, I'm gluten. I'm full of gluten, though. I know. I. It's hard. It's yeah. hard as a, as a gluten eater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As just a lover of gluten. There's not a lot of gluten-based restaurants. No, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, gluten. They should start having signs that say like "gluten bakery" instead of "gluten-free." Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm tired of it. Glutinous Maximus. What if that was like the name of a place? Would you eat it, Glutinous Maximus? <laughs> Don't think I would. <laughs> but I might be forced to. Yes. What if you had to have a meeting at Glutinous Maximus? Would it be like dinosaur themed or like muscular, <laughs> like a? Like Grey's Anatomy. It, w- type. It, it would be like Muscle Maker Grill crossed with. Um, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and Muscle Maker Grill. Are those all over the place here? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's the dumbest franchise. You That's real? Yeah. Is it like called, muscle milkshakes and stuff? It's, it's a place where it's just high protein food. It's supposed to be for people eating before or after they go to the gym, I guess. It's called Muscle Maker Grill. It's like, I don't know. Like it, it's, that's the thing. It gets guaranteed to go under. The right? name is a little on the nose. Yeah, yeah. it was a little muscle on the nose. maker. It just sounds like you're getting a fight there. Like, <laughs> well, you have to. That's how yeah. you pay. <laughs> it's it's so they don't take cash. It's just a, a pyramid of of just violence at the thing. Are you going to like, arm wrestle for yeah. the thing? It's just Hunger Games style where they pile yeah, it all in right. the middle of the restaurant yeah. and you have to it's, get it. It's just a plate of just grilled chicken. It's just like a giant <laughs> mountain of just grilled chicken that these weightlifters are eating. Just, troughs. Yeah, just troughs of that and then like... Just like twisting necks. <laughs> and you go up to the to get like your drink, your self-serve drink, and it would come out like what would come out would be like... Like some sort of like whey like, powder shake, yeah. <laughs> like, like a thick shake comes out of for Usually, it's like Dr Pepper comes out. Now it's just like dripping, yeah, it's creatine pump <laughs> instead of mayonnaise. It's just, yeah, you're gonna pay for that. Just dipping other dudes' fingers into well, the creatine. <laughs> I think they're all cannibals now. That's what's yeah, happening. That, I had heard once that some kid went up to Henry Rollins backstage at a show and was like, and this might be a, an apocryphal story, but like, kid was like, hey, that's a cool guitar. And Rollins was like, you like it? Kid's like, yeah. It's like, you can have it if you can get it away from me. And then the kid's like, um, I'm a child. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I, I like your music, sir. I don't. Yeah. I'm back here. I feel extra special being ha- back here after seeing you guys perform. Why are you getting ready to fight me? But like, yeah, that whole weightlifting thing. Well, how much can you bench, Gabe? Uh, how I much can, can you bench? Six eighty? No, I can't bench six. Seven twenty. Be nope. like Pat Robertson, can you do uh, a full? Uh, yeah, Pat Robertson can, can do like, like eleven hundred. Didn't he say he could do like eleven? Like, yeah. like leg. That lift. video of him squatting is disgusting. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen. He'd be like David Crusoe and say, "I only bench chicks." Is that what he said? Well, in Kiss of Death, that's what he does. He benches girls, I think. Or, or benches. Maybe, maybe it's Ving Rhames. I think it's Ving Rhames that benches. Well, that's easy to confuse those two. Huge gulf. You know, it's hard to remember that yeah, movie. Wait. You're the, you're the, you're the guy with guys. the bright red hair, or you're Ving Rhames. Sure, top. <laughs>
Yeah, you're either Carrot Top or Ving Rames. Red hair in Hollywood, does it have a place, guys, <laughs> on, on, on Gentlemen? I've yet to see it. Yeah, I don't think there's... Who can pull it off? Conan? I don't know. they got to stay out of the sun, right? So they you don't see them out in the streets That's as true. much. I guess so. Yeah, I guess we, we're looking at uh, Conan O'Brien, right? He doesn't uh, that dude like from Homeland. Rupert Grint. Yeah. That's right, the guy from Homeland, uh, Damien... Damien Lillard. Damien yeah. <laughs> Benedict, <laughs> Lillard. Benedict Cumberbatch yes. actually a redhead? Is he? I think he is. Da- so Benedict... So it's it's non-Americans he seem to totally have... could be totally lying, I don't... Yeah, I think he's got fair hair. Maybe not blonde hair, though. Uh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Gross. But... Look yeah. with with the ladies. That's just a it's a line. You get online, just hand them the right. Oscars. Yes, right. exactly. I didn't realize we were talking about Julianne Moore. I'm now talking about men. Yeah, we're talking about just guys. Yeah, dudes who would go to Muscle Muscle Maker Grill. <laughs> Giant guy with red hair. Are you is that the is that the guy you're most scared of? Giant guy with red hair. Weightlifter with red hair. Is no, that the scary? You'll no, fight him. Yeah, no problem. You'll fight. Now, I wanted to. I'm going to ask you guys the question here. The I've been asking people these round, these rapid fire questions. Oh no, I know, right? These. Uh, uh, let's see. We'll we'll go round robin. No, I don't even know round robin. We're not going round robin on this. That's not round robin. Well, I'll just ask them. Let's see. All right. What's the longest you've gone without sleeping, Joe Mandy? Uh, probably three days. And what, what led you to that point? I think it was like a brutal finals situation, having procrastinated Mm -hmm. and needing to write like four term (laughs) papers (laughs) in the span of like 48 hours. And was that just, were you just caffeinated on that? Um, I was, uh, illegally taking Ritalin, mm-hmm. which is helpful in that situation. Sure. Just garbage papers, too. Uh-huh. That's the thing. You're in a zone. You're like, yeah, I'm doing it. Just churning out papers. And it's like terrible. Yeah. It's so, and now you're, you're in a field where it doesn't matter if you went, well, actually, it doesn't matter if you go to Harvard because you just get jobs if you just went there. Which job would you like? So it feels that way. I, but I mean, I did not, I have never really applied myself that hard and I now work constantly with people who went to Harvard. And yeah. It's like, well, different paths. Yeah. Same. Is there ever <laughs> satisfaction in just being like you with your fancy education? No, I mean, they're, they've all been great except when they talk about going to Harvard. Mm-hmm. And blow my brains out every is, day you, they talk about i mean it's like it's about i mean truly when people from harvard get together it's about once a week they'll say something like now you're talking like someone who lived in adam's house and like they all <laughs> giggle and it's like i don't i have no context yeah, to what not, that means but it doesn't sound interesting yeah not engaging sounds classist or something the idea of i don't yeah. know what classist means i, I mean i would that. talk about the dorm i lived in if anyone would understand the reference right. i just want to talk about the sure. dorm so what, right. what school are we talking about me university yeah. of michigan okay is that a good school i don't know i went to community college i don't know any of this stuff i I'm went hard to scrabble. school where i in i grew up in ann arbor where mm. university of michigan is so it felt like community college to me sure. i think people think of it as an okay i'll school. say this though well jalen rose says it's one of the five best universities in the world 
So. So. <laughs> Jalen Rose. I think he's the best. I think he is going to take like Barkley's place when he eventually oh, yeah. he says the wrong wonderful. thing. Yeah. Like Charles Barkley will prove himself to not be bulletproof. Like he thinks he is. Yeah. In a way, like there'll be one thing where suddenly it's like, yeah, we, we are firing at this time. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just that he always, because he got away so far. He, does he not realize the thin ice that he might be on when just like he got pulled over and, and he was, he was like speeding. Was he drunk? At, like, yeah. And then there, the cop is like, what are you doing? He's like, well, officer, you have to understand there's a lady waiting at this house who's going to, perform things for slash on me and I need to get there very fast. Like he said that to a cop. Like like what? Well, in my experience sometimes if you're like very honest with cops they don't mm-hmm. know what to do with it and they just will give you a warning. Like <laughs> I've been pulled over a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like I once made like a crazy illegal YouTube and I, mm-hmm. I wasn't drunk or about to have a woman do yeah. things to me, but I made a crazy illegal U-turn in front of a cop, and he immediately pulled me over, and he was like, do you know why I'm pulling you over? And I was like, yeah, that was so stupid. I don't know why. I'm so stupid. I just pu- I saw you, and I still did it. And then he was like, um, just yeah. don't do that. Yeah, that was I've, great. I've done that level of just... It's like perverse, because you're just... Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Humbling yourself so much to this guy <laughs> who all you're doing is just, please just don't write that thing. And then if he starts writing, it's just like, you know, <laughs> like then it's just like, you're the trash that I knew you were the whole time. I did get a $300 jaywalking ticket. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say about that jaywalking. You you cannot talk them out of that crazy. thing. You got to, where was that? Like uh, like around the corner from my place. And he, I, I jaywalked and then um, I, I was kept walking and then he pulled up beside me and whoop, whoop. I was walking. It's <laughs> like, what is that? Did that happened to me too. Broad daylight. Where am I? What? That's the Hollywood I know. Uh, do you love that? Why? Why do they do it? Yeah. I mean, I guess they're money. trying to save us money from, you know, scraping us off the asphalt. Or No, I think they just want money. That could be. He also seemed kind of like a muscle maker grill type cop. <laughs> like, he was ready to throw down. Cause I, uh, there had just been a shooting nearby and I was like, well, it's cool that you're doing this and not, uh, you know, doing Stop. anything about these shootings. And then like, I, I could tell he was like, say one more thing. I'm going to slam your face into this car. <laughs> but you just have to, that smile. Yeah. <laughs> that one time I, I was driving down a hill and I like, ran a red light and then the cop pulled me over and I was this is what I just gotten my license and then the cop I did exactly what you did and the cop was like like what's going on here are you drunk and I was like I was like no I'm, I was going down the hill I was so scared <laughs> that I thought it was the light was changing and I just panicked and I just went through the light I was, I was so sorry like just instantly 
I'm so sorry. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I? I'm sorry. Why am I <laughs> sorry? And then, and then you're just like, then you're driving that street and you just see a cop on his phone, just like, that's the, that's when it's like, should be citizens arrest mm-hmm. time, right? We just, would you ever have the guts to, to even say anything like to a cop? Hey, why don't you get off your yes, phone? Yes, 100%. You would? Yeah. But wow. I've been, I've been eating at Muscle Maker. <laughs> oh, so that's what's doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's the, just like empowered. It's the whole Muscle Maker thing is kind of wiring you up a little bit here. You're, uh, you're feeling your, your, your oats. Well, they wouldn't have oats at Muscle Maker Grill. See, that's the thing. That's, that's, is it carbs, right? Oats? It's yeah. bad. It's bad. Oats Whatever is bad. Is. Yeah. That's, Don't touch it. I it's tattooed poison. that on my, my Oat, stomach. Oats yeah. is bad. Oats are poison. You're, <laughs> you're feeling your broiled chicken, right? Mm. They, it must have, the menu probably just says, I picture it just saying like written in like, like, like a, the way, like a weightlifter would just write on a chalkboard, broiled chicken. And then, like, whatever, what else could they eat there? What else? Green, like, like salad. <laughs> like broiled chicken over, like broiled chicken wrap. No, then, no wraps. No wraps. No but wraps. that would be maybe in the, the sinfully delicious category. Just broiled chicken. Wrap would be wrapped in jerky. <laughs> broiled chicken wrapped in, yes. So no, yeah, no wraps. Chicken with a chicken shake. Yeah, ch- yeah, chicken, chicken whey, creatine shake. <laughs> How is this place not in LA yet? <laughs> yeah. This sounds perfect. Muscle Maker Grill and the logo. It, the logo makes it look like a place that's gonna go out of business. You just see it. It's this, it's this oval that just says Muscle Maker. You're just like. Yeah, that and it, they've been around for a few years. They've hung on. So I look, maybe they're thriving. They don't. They work should girls. be here. They should be like Starbucks in L.A. Yeah, just yeah. a muscle maker grill on every corner. Yeah, what would the, if a barista is works at Starbucks? What would a that would be like a like are they wearing weightlifting belts there? I'm gonna just show you. Here you go. That's the logo. <laughs> it's like when yeah, you see that. It's made on uh, Microsoft Paint. The founder's <laughs> kid made it. Yeah. yeah. Muscle Maker Grill. This logo's not tough looking <laughs> enough. <laughs> they like grabbed a nerd by his neck and was like, make a logo <laughs> yeah. on this yeah. iPhone real yeah. quick. Hey, make a... Yeah, get in the... Yeah, get on your computer, nerd. I know I'm doing a Jamie Gum voice. I mean, they <laughs> like, did make the letters look like they're made metal, out of metal, yes. which is pretty tough. Yeah. It looks so it just like it looks like you could potentially like lift lift that le- logo. The lift letters. That logo. If they <laughs> yeah, that would be the ultimate expansion for it where they just like you're just like you do the you lift the the words muscle maker grill like it's like each one is like a different weight and you go around the thing until and you get to that second L. Like you're lifting both L's of the grill at the same time. <laughs> and then it's in an oval so that you know it's a family restaurant. <laughs> Preach. No, I brought the kids. Nothing says He-Man Woman Haters Club more like than, that logo. Yeah, more than... Have you ever seen that clip of that like jacked kid? He's like seven Which years one? old. Which one? He's He's got like a weird syndrome where he like... like his. He's just like... He looks... Little yeah. Hercules, or Little something? Hercules. Yeah. Yes, I have that. Or whatever. It could be. He could be named anything. Or whatever. Yeah. Little Hercules. I think that. <laughs> no way to know what his name was. Yeah, I've never definitely never looked that up, but it's probably probably not Little Hercules. <laughs> oh, see, 
Oh, here's what happened. Some dip munch wired this motherboard to the eighth level of hell, and now it's all screwed up. Hey, what is... Oh, my God. There's somebody under the table. Who did this? Oh. Sir? Yeah. What are, what are you doing down there? I'm fixing the board down here. You're fixing the board? Yeah. Why? So you're an engineer here? Yeah. You look familiar. <laughs> you kind of look familiar, too. Well, let me get up here. Okay. Ugh. You're right, buddy? Yeah. Down there for four hours. <laughs> you were down there the whole time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you heard the show start and everything, and you just yeah. I mean, I I had my Walkman on for a little bit. I was, uh huh. Let me put these oh these these cans on. Yeah. Uh huh. I was listening to Winger down there. You're, so you don't even listen to the shows going on. In I heard you talking about some cool restaurant just now. <laughs> a Muscle Maker Grill. Yeah. See, I want to I want to go to that. What is that? Well, I'll, I can tell you about. I can tell you about the menu. At it. But yeah, it's a chain. It's a chain for for people looking to get ripped. I, oh. I guess. Well, as you can tell, I'm already ripped. Uh huh. Right. Well, where do I know you from? Well, I used to do a show in at WFMU, the high school radio station. Well, I did work high... on that board there. That's right. Yes. Is your name? It's Carl. Carl. Yeah. 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 I remember you were under the console yeah. when I was interviewing. Was I interviewing Sanjaya? Oh, my God. And you were there. I was there. I remember you. you. Were Lisa Jane Percy, you were there I when Carl you. was From there. From Kiss, yes. So remember Big you. fan. Well, you were not. She was not in Kiss, sure she actually. Was. She was not actually in Kiss. She's still in Kiss. <laughs> no, she's... You look just like one of the Kiss people. Well, that's a terrible thing to say. No, but they were makeup <laughs> and they look great. I'm crying Oh, oh they look great. Okay, they well, do. you do Tommy think they Thayer. look great. You look like Tommy Thayer, yeah. the guy who replaced He's gorgeous. Ace. He's a good-looking guy. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Here are some things from the menu at Muscle Maker Grill. From the lighter side category, champion pasta, grilled chicken breast and turkey meatballs with reduced-fat mozzarella and marinara over whole wheat penne pasta. That does not sound particularly... <laughs> this sounds like some fraudulent... <laughs> yeah, sure, it's for weightlifters. What's it like? Like just some guy never lifted a thing in his life. Yeah, I don't know. This place is bombing. What if we just make it? Try to bring those idiots from the gym in across the street. Let's call it Muscle Maker thing. Maybe we'll just change the name. The Muscle Maker Caesar Salad has zero carb dressing on it. The Lean and Mean Cheeseburger Salad. Lean and it's, it's like. It's just food meant to get these guys pumped. Like, you're going to get lean and mean? Yeah, I'm going to get lean and mean with the cheeseburger salad. <laughs> it's just, there's nothing healthy about this place at all, except the names. Premium beef burger atop atop. Romaine lettuce with reduced fat cheddar cheese. So this is not. And fat-free hickory barbecue dressing garnished with tomatoes and scallions. They have rat. They do have wraps. They have about twelve wraps. <laughs> this place has no commitment. I wonder if the weightlifting community is just like this place is a scam. You're you're taking advantage of us, us the meat headed, right? The meat headed rise up. They all go into a muscle maker grill and start smashing everything up. So Carl, yeah, it's uh, you. You want to eat at Muscle Maker Grill? I do. I want to invest in it too. <laughs> okay, I think that you might be going the wrong direction. With like, that. like I invested in your podcast. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. 
Uh, thank you for that. I, w- I want my money back. It didn't happen, did Wait, it? You didn't get your the money million back? dollar podcast. Yeah, how much did you invest? Twenty thousand. Oh man, yeah. you should have got that back. Well, I didn't. So I'm. So you, because Joe Mandy had a podcast, yeah. a, a proposal for a it was like, it was a yeah. Kickstarter. It was called the Million Dollar Podcast, where you're just like, if I raise a million dollars, I'll start a podcast. And you were just even, you sounded so disinterested in it, even in the proposal. Yeah, I think I said, uh, I'll talk to guests or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were were already like walking away from it. (laughs) (laughs) And how much did it raise? So it raised 20,000 for me. 30,000. I I got around 30,000. So 20 was from you. Yeah. And you were, you believe. Please don't ask me how I got the 20,000. Okay. I have to ask though. You can't throw something like that out and not expect uh, some sort of, it's like, it's like chum. It's like throwing chum in the, in the water. I was selling something that wasn't actually what I said it was. And what, what were you selling? I said I was selling these diamond-encrusted sweatpants. Diamond-encrusted yeah. sweatpants? You know, for the for the high-end workout people. Okay. Yeah. They work out in diamond? Oh, and, yeah. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't diamonds. What were they? Glass. <laughs> so you made And they cut people. <laughs> cut. And you were, you, you had one pair for 20000 or No! Oh, so you sold, sold a lot. You sold. How yeah. much were you selling them for? Like a hundred bucks a, a pair. And you sold twenty twenty thousand dollars worth. So yeah. you sold two hundred pairs I of did. these sweatpants. Yes. Well, that is just insane. Well, maybe you're insane. Well, Carl, I'm not nuts about the cut of your jib here. Well, you're 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 being a little aggressive. Well, I have a question for for you, Dirty D. What was the grape Santini really like? Tasty. Flavorful. Was he? Because yeah. you were in the great Santini. No, it's the grape Santini. The grape. No, it's the great. No, it's not. The movie, the it's Robert the, Duvall movie? Yeah, the grape Santini. No, it's called the great no, Santini. No, thank you. No, it's the grape Santini. The grape Santini was the father of the grape ape, that cartoon. Isn't it? No, you, you're you very... I think you're spending too much time under these boards. No. You might get... Are there fumes under there? You need to spend more time under the boards. I don't even know what that means. Well, Is that figure how, it out yourself. How's that an insult? You'll find out. You mean like I'm not... You don't know what's down there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you, so you, like I'm like a, a piker here not knowing my own equipment. Exactly. And I do remember why I had to fix the board at WFMU. Why is that? There was fudge... Smeared into the no, faders. Stop that. There was. It had no, that had nothing to do with some me. ape had been smearing fu- like chunks of fudge. It looked like it had been going on for thirteen years. That's you are trying to get to me. You know that that's not true. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Don't yeah, know. you don't. You hey, don't. You're into music, right? Yeah, yeah. I love music. Can you help me with something? Sure, what's that? I've been trying for weeks to find this Bee Gees song. Mm-hmm. And I can't find it on iTunes. I'm nearly positive it's on Live at Last. Okay. How, how does it go? It goes something like, Oh, girl, how could I ever forget you, bitch, when I pay you 14 Gs a month in alimony? That was so. You think it was from a live I Bee Gees album? I think it's like album. one of those studio tracks on the live record. Like, like the fourth Like your band Kiss did. Well, you mean on like double, double, like Alive 2. Alive 2. Yeah. Where the fourth side was live track. Exactly. Uh, no, it was studio track. Yeah, they call that breaking the fourth side. 
in music. That's wow. That's uh, you're you're really inside on this I terminology. Know lots of things. Uh huh. Yeah. You know a lot about a lot. I do. Yeah. So I don't know what Bee Gees. Does that Bee Gees song sound familiar? You guys. Any no. of you guys? I mean, it sounds like a Trey song or something. Trey song song. I don't know. Who's she? Uh, Trey songs is a it's a he. Oh. But, oh. Can I have one of these cookies? Sure. Wasn't what I thought it was going to be. What, what did you? Think? I thought it was going to be chocolate chip. Uh huh. Wait, isn't it? It's not. Those are not chocolate chip. It's like a Moravian uh, festive cookie. <laughs> one a Moravian festive yeah. cookie? No. Yeah. What? What? what like? It tastes like this. Okay, it tastes like I guess Spice, I could taste like a little bit of a spice to it, uh-huh. like a chai latte. Ever had one of those? So it's like a cookie version of a, a chai latte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, by all means, you who know so much about microphones, by all means, chew more into that microphone. <laughs> we're on the air, are we? <laughs> well, we're not, but we're pre-recording oh, this. Okay. So I, I could just dub this out. You can dub it out. No, we're not dubbing it out. I'm not going to go back and dub okay. you out. Well, don't yell at me. Okay. Well, I want to ask All another. Right, well, you question. guys go and have your show. Uh, what's the most well, most embarrassing celebrity uh, thing you've said to a celebrity, Gabe? Most embarrassing thing that I've said to a celebrity? Yes. I really should have planned ahead for this one. First uh, one that comes to mind. First one that comes to mind. I. This is not a. This, I didn't. This is not a spoken. I stared down a celebrity very hard one time to the point where they had to look away, and it was because I did not uh-huh. have my glasses on. Okay, so and I was walking towards this couple, and the, look, this says a lot more about me than it does about this celebrity. But I was walking towards this couple pushing a stroller, and the woman looked very beautiful from afar. But I also, she also looked like she had an expensive haircut. And me, being like a normal human being, was like, I'm just going to stare at her until I can figure out if she's actually beautiful or if she, if it's just nice hair. Mm-hmm. And then she got very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and she looked away. And I was like, oh, no, she's very beautiful. So then I started staring at the guy because I was like, what's his deal? And he was very handsome. And then it was uh, Heath Ledger and Michelle Williams. So you spooked. Was like I, a, they, I mm. made them very uncomfortable. It's like a two and their for child. one. Yeah, that's like a that's like the the daily double. Yeah, right? I got two of them. Yeah, Lisa Jane Persky. I do have one of those. What which did is, you? I said? Um, we're related. You're related. That's what I said to a celebrity. We're related. <laughs> which I, to this day I never said it. Which celebrity are you related to? Um, Lauren Bacall. You said the Lauren Bacall were related. <laughs> That's Carrie Fisher made me. Okay. She made me do it. She made me follow her out into a hallway. Mm-hmm. And um, Lauren Bacall was with two like dancers mm-hmm. that were dressed like in top hat and tails and everything, like one on either side, like uh-huh. they were going to do a show. Yeah. And um, and Carrie said, "You have to tell her. You have to tell her. Go out there and push me out there." And then we're standing there, and I'm thinking, I don't really know if I want to do that and the elevator's door, doors open and they get in like mm-hmm. they're doing a show and I get in too and and I say So you did this in an elevator. <laughs> yes. Who would say insane things to famous people in elevators? I find that to be just inconceivable <laughs> Wait. that you anyone would do that. I so you're maybe we have that in common. So you're in the elevator. Wait, did you do that once? Um yeah, I just did it <laughs> in January. Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead, please. And yeah. I'm already very hot. You uh-huh. know, my face is all red. And I say, <clears throat> we're related. And what did she do? And uh, nothing. No, there's nothing. And then I go on because I'm really nervous. And I say, yeah, your father and my grandfather used to get together all, all the time. And she says, I hated my father. <laughs> Just like that. Wow. That's terrifying. <laughs> it was so scary. Yeah. And now you're just, did you even press a floor to get off? I wanted to get off so badly. Yeah. And then, so she, they got off the ground floor. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I w- continued down to the basement and got locked in the basement mm-hmm. for an hour. You got locked in the, be- just to avoid the No, situ- because you couldn't, it was one of those basements that you couldn't, you know, elevators mm-hmm. that you needed a key to. Sure. And, I, so I was stuck down there until I could find someone to, because all the doors were locked down there. And mm-hmm. So you got stuck <laughs> as, as, as a, a capper to this. Special hell. You got stuck down in, in the thing for an, for an hour. Is it still weird at family barbecues, or are you guys cool now? Have you worked <laughs> <Yeah>. out? <laughs> we fortunately never saw one another again. That would be... Uh, that would be good to never see her again. Now, I have to read. I'm going to read uh, something here about the the sponsors for the show. So, guys, tonight, I want to let you all know the best show was supported by Wealthfront, the automated investment service that makes it easy for you to invest your money the right way. Wealthfront software manages your money using investment strategies previously only available to the wealthiest investors for only a quarter of what it costs to use a traditional advisor. They monitor your account 24-7. It's overseen by a team of investment experts, the same people who launched the index fund revolution, and they've written some of the most important books in finance. If you're not convinced... You guys got to realize they manage over $2 billion in assets. They're watching over your investments every day. So you have all this extra time now because they take care of everything. Go to wealthfront.com slash best show to get your first $10,000 managed for free. That's wealthfront.com slash best show to get your first $10,000 managed for free. And you should know that Wealthfront Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through West Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA, FINRA and FI, FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investments in securities involve risks, and there are po- there is the possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read their full disclosure. Thank you, Wealthfront. Back to the best show. So Lauren Bacall made you feel like trash. Yeah. How about you, Carl? Any uh, any embarrassing encounters with celebrities? What's the like worst thing you said? Nothing, nothing on my end, but I'll tell you what. There's been this story going around the Internet for like a month now. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's all these memes about it and stuff. Oh no! This, yeah, this Neanderthal uh-huh. who corners Patty Smith in an elevator somewhere, yeah. uh-huh. and he just starts asking her about humble pie. The band Humble Pie. Yeah, like if humble pie was any good, 
And that. she apparently just shoved him out of the elevator and he flew down like three stories. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he went into the shaft of the elevator. She shafted him. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, well, Carl, I was that person. Wait, what? Yeah. Held to like a barbershop. Right? Yeah, that was barbershop quartet style. That was like the the golden chord. The golden chord, but but not even remotely musical. What? Yeah, that was me. I, I encountered Patty Smith on an elevator. Oh no! And I asked her back in the day, "Did you ever see Humble Pie?" And then she said, "That's." A little before my time, which is not true, by the way. That the timetable really timetable does not track at all. She was just saying anything she could right. for that conversation. And then she shoved to you. cease. She did not oh, shove she didn't me. Shove you. I got off the elevator, or she did. I can't even remember at this point. <laughs> one of those things one where you're, it's so traumatic that you just don't know what's happening. One of us got away from the other right, one of us. Sure. I know I wanted to get away from her. I would. I know even more than that. She wanted to get away from me. Did not go my way. Happens like that Some, sometimes. Yeah, you you lose sometimes. You roll those dice. You roll them dice. Yeah, you gambler. Oh yeah. You like what's your what's your game? Pitching pennies. Pitching. <laughs> yeah. That's your. That's how you you gamble. Mm-hmm. Like, like what? Trying to get them to like lean against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Me and some kids in an alley. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. But it's, so it's not very high stakes. Though. Oh no, no. I'm lucky if I if if I if I win like thirty four cents. So you're I mean, not. It's the feel of winning. It's nice. So. I might just tell you though. Next time somebody says, "Are you are you a big gambler?" Mm-hmm. You might want to say, "Not really." Well, compared to the children I play with, I am. <laughs> sure. I'm the tallest one there. Okay. Well, then you are a pretty. Well, you're gambling against children. Yeah. Do their parents know this is going on? Oh God, no. Uh huh. No. How do these little pitching pennies games get together? They're my nephews. So you're, you're. Oh, this is. It's even smaller than what it's you were saying. It's pretty small, yeah. yeah. I, I lied about that amount of money, too. Yeah. yeah it's like 14 cents. <laughs> so you, you, yeah, you were, so even 34 cents was you trying to like be like a big shot. Total big, big daddy, daddy Warbucks kind uh-huh. of guy. Yeah. But you're but just. Spats. Uh huh. You wear spats? I've never worn spats. It's fun. You got to wear them. Have anybody here ever worn spats? Spats? Ever? Yeah. spats. Joe Mandy, worst uh, thing you've said to a celebrity? I, um, I think I was I uh snuck into the Billboard Music Awards last year and like <laughs> got face to face with uh uh Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank and it was yeah. like a dream come true and then I got pictures with both of them mm-hmm. and then I had like a moment with uh Mark Cuban and then decided to like pitch him an idea, which I'm sure he gets a lot, which is like already so obnoxious, but it wasn't an idea for a business. It was like a spinoff of Shark Tank. And uh, he was like kind of into it. And then I got greedy and then just started pitching a business idea that I have that's like truly pornographic in nature. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you've, you've talked about that on stage. Yeah. And I was just so funny watching his face turn and then seeing his handlers be like, we have to go like just they got him as far away from me as like so it was like a, it was going well, which is even worse. Kind of like it was going well. And then it just I destroyed it with yeah. like my own hubris. So you're the guy at the casino not to stick with gamble. Uh, metaphors here, Carl. I started pitching nickels, you know? You started pitching, you were just like, enough of this penny. Yeah. Went big time. Yeah. Yeah. 
But that you know when you're, it's like that's what keeps casinos in business. What happened to you? Just where you're greedy. just like you're winning, you're winning, and then it's just that point when you just see those pr- people eating at like the 24 hour deli at the casino, yeah. and like by yeah. themselves. I, I ended up at the the metaphorical Sabaros in that <laughs> Billboard of Music <laughs> Award <laughs> casino, which was in the MGM Grand Casino in yeah. Las Vegas. There was a Sabaros there. Yeah, yeah, they might want to. I guess, but that's who's showing up at casinos. It's like every once in a while, George Clooney talks about how he's just like, I want to open a casino that's like classy the way casinos used to be and everybody's got to dress up. It's like, well, get ready for your casino to go out of business in 12 (laughs) hours. It will be bankrupt. Because Las Vegas is just people in sweatpants drinking daiquiris. Flip flops. Yeah, get ready. Also, back then, didn't everyone just dress up for everything? Casinos were probably still garbage. Right. Yeah. Just everyone wore a suit everywhere. Yeah. 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 Exactly. People wore, like, flying. They would be, like... Three-piece suits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that now? It's like, now you're lucky if, in your row, you're not sitting next to somebody in pajamas at, like, any hour of the day. We're just... Those people at airports who show up... Citizens arrest, like you were talking about that. Like yeah. anytime someone takes off their shoes and socks on an airplane, I want to like detain them. Like yeah. that should be illegal. You, it's 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 out, it's out of bounds to, to to just those inflatable pillows too. They should be illegal because people deflate them after you know when you're on your way down and they smell like bad breath yeah. and they're just so foul. Those pillows, <laughs> guys, are making me feel bad because I did. I still do everything you listed. Uh huh. <laughs> when you go to the airport, mm-hmm. Carl, mm-hmm. I'm going to just th- throw this guess out okay. here. Sure. When you're going through security, right? You're the guy who. First of all, I complain that I have to go through it. I make a big deal about that. And you look all around. Yep. Yes. Like yep. you try to like you're trying to get everybody on your side. Yeah. Yep. Like, can you guys believe yep. this? And yep. You do a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of posturing. Yeah. But then you're dressed as a serviceman too. Oh, and are you a serviceman? Oh, God, no, no. So you you dress like you're in the military, maybe at the uh, airport, an admiral, so you can get respect. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I deserve the respect, don't I? <laughs> but you're not actually. You've never served in oh, the military. God, mil- no, no, no. But you certainly you go around acting like you're in the military. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I actually give orders to the the. Uh, Security people, as if the TSA is like yeah, uh, ranked under beneath, my authority, yeah, yeah. like they rank beneath yeah. you as a Navy mm-hmm. man yeah. on on land, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it works maybe half the time. Uh-huh. I'm still betting though, even in your admiral thing, you probably don't wear socks with your shoes. Oh no, and then you have to like, well, I don't wear shoes, Tom. Have, so you go to the airport bare flip flops and flip flops, and then you have to like put your flip flops on in the little basket. Mm-hmm. Does anybody like that barefoot thing when people like go to the airport and they're only wearing shoes but no socks and then suddenly you see them walking in bare feet like where thousands of people are walking every day? Doesn't that just seem like it sounds like it's like outbreak? It's like you're looking to get to get like which one's outbreak again? That's the which one was the Dustin Steven Soderbergh Hoffman. movie? That's contagion. contagion. Yeah. yeah, that's contagion territory. I saw Contagion in IMAX. It was, I don't know who decided that that should be an IMAX movie. Same guy who decided Focus should be an IMAX movie. That must just be these like things are just like, it's late February. I don't know. We got to get something in the IMAX. Can we put the, 
Hobbit thing back in there again. Is anybody? No, we've had that for three months. Can we trick anyone? Maybe add five minutes of new Hobbit footage. No, they're not going to fall for that. Uh, what Will Smith? Will Smith? Can we make that IMAX? IMAX movie? So you're seeing like a, a like a crime caper, which seems like it stars like five people in it. I've seen Glenn Gary Glenn Ross in IMAX. I actually would want to see that though, right? 3D. What if they What if they just went back through 25th anniversary? Glenn Gary Glenn Ross IMAX 3D. That scene where he's uh, talking to his secretary Grace on the phone, asking mm-hmm. for first class tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that in, in, in you mean full, uh, full IMAX experience. Jack Jack, uh, Jack Lemon. Yeah, uh, Grace. Give me a first class ticket. Is this your Jack Lemon impression, yeah, isn't Carl? It, it's perfect, right? It sounds like you're doing Conan O'Brien's impression of people from <laughs> old timey movies. No. Mash, eh? Like you're almost, yeah. you almost say the the. I don't think Jack Lemon. Sure, he did. He said, he didn't say mash. Yeah, Grace, uh, give me some some of those first class tickets, see? <laughs> that's uh, that's. He, he says see all the time in in uh, what's it? Save the tiger. <laughs> wow, you're really. Yeah, I know my film. You know your Jack Lemon movies. Yeah, I know film. You know film. Student so you, of film. You're a student of film. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Like what's the last what's the last great movie you saw? Uh Well, I watched it the other night. What's that? Last great movie. It's it's got the greatest film line of all time in it. What's that? What's the line or the film? What's the line? We'll line. see if we can guess the okay. li- the film okay. based on the line. We'd like to send out a mailer. Yeah, that's uh National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's Brian Doyle Murray's like one of his two lines in National Lampoon's Vacation. What's he eating when he says that line? Is he eating like watermelon? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's eating watermelon, and he says that might be my favorite scene in movies. Just the idea, everything, the watermelon, because mm-hmm. <laughs> because he goes into the because Chevy Chase goes into the place and mm-hmm. he's like, it's a campground, a campground, and he's like, <laughs> like. Yeah, we need you just fill out your name and address on this thing. And then Chevy Chase is like, why do I have to put down my address? And in mid-bite, Brian Doyle Murray says, we like to send out a mailer. <laughs> oh, God. Movies? Anybody? Have you seen any movies lately? Carl, you saw National Lampoon's Vacation yep. recently. Yep. I'm going to put another one of these questions out. What's the dumbest purchase you've ever made, Joe Mandy? Um, I used to have a problem of, uh, like, late at night buying things on eBay that I forgot later that I purchased. And one mm-hmm. was um, authentic Boston Celtics tearaway pants. <laughs> like, I don't know if they were game-worn. Yeah. Ga- very expensive. They didn't have pockets, and they did not fit. So I couldn't wear them, and they didn't. And when I did, they did and you are not a Boston no, Celtics I don't, fan. No, no, you're a you're a Timberwolves fan. Yeah, it was very weird. Gabe, in in junior high, I went on a class trip to New York, and it was like the height of Hard Rock Cafe, and I bought like a one hundred dollar Hard Rock Cafe jean jacket, <laughs> and then like like was sweating during uh-huh. dinner because it was probably like the biggest purchase I'd ever made, and returned it. But like the idea of like a fourteen year old being like, I have to return oh. <laughs> I have to return yeah. my jean jacket. Uh-huh. <laughs> dripping wet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> soaking wet. Lisa Jane Persky. 
Moravian Festival cookies. You bought them. Okay. <laughs> that was the okay. They're good though. You, you didn't. So Carl's saying those are not the worst purchase. He disagrees. Yeah, yeah. That's not the dumbest purchase. Yeah. Carl, dumbest purchase. Wait, what's that? I can't. I can't hear you. George Washington's head. What? What do you mean, George Washington's? How did? When you say George Washington, we don't need to get into this, please. <laughs> Wait. It was when you say head, mm-hmm. like his skull, actual head. No, but head with flesh on it still. <laughs> See, that should have been that should have been the red flag that it wasn't real. It was all offended. Yeah, It'd be not because he died three hundred years ago. Yeah, and it would still have flesh on it. I just thought because he was a president that maybe he had some sort of holy powers <laughs> that that kept his his skin taut mm-hmm. <laughs> and his wig powdered. Where did you buy this? Nephew. What's that? My nephew. <laughs> nephew. Sold it to me. One of the ones you pitch pennies yeah. against. Wow, you. So you really, and how much did you pay for it? $10,000. What's that? $10,000. Well, I want, what, what, what actually was it though? It was paper mache. <laughs> it was a paper mache. Yeah. How long did you go before knowing it was not real? Stop mumbling. Seven I'm months. only going to ask you to say it louder. Seven months. I took it on a tour. <laughs> you took it, uh huh. Yeah. And you got exposed. Yes. Oh, that Carl, this is. You're not acquitting yourself well here with Look, these things. You don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I judge just, you. You're, well, you're, I, I, you can make a case you're judging yourself mm. with these things. Did I tell you guys about the Hollywood salad at <laughs> Muscle Maker Grill? They have something called Hollywood salad. <laughs> Grilled chicken breast and turkey bacon with reduced fat cheddar cheese. Tomatoes, onions, and our zero-carb signature sauce over a bed of romaine lettuce. See, I thought carbs were good for bodybuilders, no? Uh, carbs uh, carbs are good before an event, right? Mm. Isn't Don't people carb up before they run, right? right before the Oscars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah before, they, uh, before the Oscars, they're eating a lot of cookies yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and, like, pastries. It's why they have that pastry table on the red carpet. You always see it. Where just like you see, yeah. like Jennifer Lawrence eating a uh, like a, a strudel yeah. or something. Hey, Joe Mandy's saying we go. Geez, you're going to split. Thank you, Joe. Go. I have to. Yeah, that, I'm no, just no, no. too hungry. No, so. of course. <laughs> the, the muscle maker. Thank you for coming, Joe. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Bye, Thanks, guys. Buddy. Bye, Joe. Bye. Thank you so much. That was uh, that was great. Joe Mandy was here. Yeah, we'll do another, uh, you know, little bit, and then we'll say this is uh, the show for tonight. Is that all right? What, uh... Let's see here. Next question. If you were on the run, where would you hide? Gabe? My dad's house. Your dad's house? Yeah. My dad's okay. house. Uh, haven't been there in a very long time. Look, it's a long story. But okay. Last place. Last place they'd look. It's so. It's the last place to be like. Yeah, he doesn't go there. Yeah, he doesn't. He's. He's not definitely not there. there. He doesn't go. He doesn't go to his dad's mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. like that. Sure. So, should, we a che- should we even check? <laughs> should we even check? Yeah, that's a. I'm sorry. <laughs> look. Should we check his dad's house? Nah. Now we talk to a couple people. There's no way he's at his dad's place. 
Like, and if he's at his dad's place, he deserves to get away with this. Mm-hmm. If he went to those, <laughs> if he went to those lengths. Look, it's a bummer. Yeah. Let him, let's let him go. Lisa Jane Parsky, where would you hide? Well, I'm, I'm, you know, very secretive person and I don't, I'm not, you know, why would I tell you? See, but that's exactly, you were the first person to not, that's been the whole trick with that question. I've been asking it to, for people for a month. You're the first person to answer it correctly where you're supposed to say, I'm not going to tell you where I'd hide. You no, know, I, I can't do it. Then everybody knows where you'd hide. Congratulations. Thank you. Do I win That's a like prize? Willy Wonka level, right? Golden ticket? Anything? That should get you the chocolate factory. And then you can hide in the chocolate factory. Well, see now, Gabe just exposed the thing. I'm sorry. I've got to take the chocolate factory from you. Carl, is there any, if you were on the run, where would you hide? Space. Space? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. When you say space, you mean? The sky? The sky. So like? Or like the outer atmosphere? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you'd hide there. I mean, do you have access to like crafts that would take you up? I didn't think of that. Yeah. You might want to. Think. All right. Okay. I'll change it. Okay. The ocean. <laughs> like the ocean. You mean like not, not you're, I'm, I'm sure there's no way you're saying exactly what you just said first before, but for instead of going up in space, you're going to, you're thinking you'll go down into the ocean. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you, you are. I would just be in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, like how deep in the ocean? How What's that movie? 20 leagues? Two thousand, twenty thousand leagues. Yeah, well, whatever that was. Yeah. So you would yeah, go be that deep. So your plan is to hide mm-hmm. twenty thousand leagues mm-hmm. beneath the sea. Yeah, and only because you know that as a movie I, title. That's the only the only depth level I know. It's twenty thousand yeah. leagues. So I just I just go down that far. So you'll just get in some sort of. Maybe that's the only depth there is. Some sort Something of. Like oh, well, I, you could probably figure that there's. One through nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine leagues. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, they probably don't measure them in twenty thousand league increments. Because then you're saying there's either twenty thousand leagues or forty thousand leagues. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. How deep is a league? How far is that? Quarter mile? Is it a quarter anybody? Leagues? I'm sure that's that's right. There's no way to look it up, yeah. but I yeah. think a quarter mile. A quarter mile. Right. Yeah. Let's go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. 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 We'll go with, okay. Where would you hide? I think you know everything. I would just move from town to town, like like Bruce Banner, or Guy Fieri, or Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Guy Fieri leaving the town. Boom, dun, dun, dun. That sad piano music at the end of the Hulk, <laughs> with Guy Fieri leaving with a satchel with donkey sauce and some. <laughs> His jeans and tatters. <laughs> his tattered. He would have his his tattered jeans. Some sort with of flames like with flame, his, <laughs> his flame pocketed torn jeans. Yes, his flame pocketed torn jeans. His his. Uh, he would probably have some sort of s- special iPod filled with just Smash Mouth songs because he's tight with the dude from Smash Mouth. They wrote a cookbook together. He doesn't look like he'd be. He looks exactly, he looks like he is. He looks like he, like they could be brothers. S, is it S, SK in Smash Mouth? I are, you, are you thinking of pavement? The band? The guy no, pavement. no. That would be pretty awesome though if the guy from Smash Mouth. Same guy might be. Jammed. Well, they look a little different. Well, 
It uh, exact same music. <laughs> it's exact same music. Oh, Carl, what are you in doing in law in Los Angeles anyway? Oh, I, I had to get out of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? What led you to coming to the other end of the country? I just heard that there were there were a lot of cool soundboards out here that needed uh, needed tweaking, need, needed to be worked on. Mm-hmm. Hardly any fudge in the faders out here. I guess that's just yeah. a New Jersey thing. Um. I'm, I'm, I, I look. I don't appreciate the. There's a. There's an ac- accusatory a quality little, to uh, it. Little tinge to my. To your voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're you're clearly inferring that I'm the one who smeared all the fudge all over the place. That's look. If the if the if the fudge fits. Mm-hmm. If smear away. Is that a saying? That's not an actual saying. I think it's a song, isn't it? If the fudge fits. It's, it's a Sinatra song. So, Almost positive. So Sinatra had a song called If the Fudge Fits, yeah. Smear Away. Yeah. If the Fudge Fits, baby, smear away. What era? Was this like LA is my lady? Like when he's wearing She shot the- me down. It's, it's on She Shot Me Down. Okay. Not when he's wearing the members only jacket on the yeah. cover of. Yeah, yeah. Is that, isn't it amazing that Frank Sinatra got to a point where he wore a members only jacket? <laughs> On the cover of one of his albums, that just like that's what members of before like the whole members only thing came came like what are you a member of like I don't want to be a member of that club the shoulder hook club <laughs> those are the casino people you're talking about now the members you just sort of change with the uh, times like the people in the you know <laughs> the shoeless people in the pajamas in the yeah. casino yeah he so even Sinatra. Loosened up his standards and put on a members only jacket every once in a while. I can't wear the tux all the time. I like to relax in this shiny members only jacket. Sammy told me about these cool jackets. Did you ever hear the thing when he, when like they did Cannonball Run and then like Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin did Cannonball Run and then Sinatra was like, Hey, why don't you guys ever invite me to be one of these cannonball pictures? And then, so they put him in Cannonball Run 2, but I don't think he got out of the car. I think like a car pulls up and the window goes down. Like, it's like, well, are you in the movie? Like, don't ask to be in the movie if you're only going to shoot a scene from your car. Maybe he <laughs> lost his pants that day. I would hope that someone on the set, like either Hal Needham, the director, right. um, or, you know, Burt Reynolds or Dom DeLuise or, you know, Jamie Farr could have come up with some kind of pants for him to wear that mm-hmm. day. That was the second Cannonball Run movie. I don't think, uh, I don't think it was as good as the first one. The first one. Sequels are always as good. See, they are always, and you're saying this as a film. Oh, yeah. You're a film buff. Yeah, Rocky II, the return of the girl who took off her glasses and let her hair down and was instantly hot. That's not, well, you're, ro- the Rocky movie, it's called Rocky. Right. Colon. No. Pretty sure. There was no colon after the, mm-hmm. so you think it was, the first Rocky movie was called Rocky, colon. colon. The Girl. Who took off her glasses and let her hair down and was instantly hot. That that's the, t- that's, the that's not one. the title of the first the second Rocky. one was the return of the girl. Oh, so, so these Rocky movies seem to be focusing more on Adrian than Rocky. Yeah. 
Are you sure you? I'm taking you to film school. This is this is. Uh, I'm gonna. I might. I might uh, question this. Right, this. Well, it's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. I'm. I might. I might. Uh, I might have to call. Uh, Carl yeah. Weathers. No, I would call. I would Bert, love to. Bert Young. Bert Young. That'd be great if uh, you think he'd weigh in on. He might. On which one would be which? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Don't you have a you have a show, Jason, to plug? Oh, how about that? Ready to go. No, Mike. I got it. Somebody's got it. Wrath has to go somewhere. <laughs> Fighting hard to not drop it on you, Jason. <laughs> it's hard without AP Mike. There's a certain thing in me. I got to blast it at somebody. People of Los Angeles, in all seriousness, uh, uh, Jason Gore, who is the the guy who built the studio for uh, the best show, and he appointed himself Dudio was his name because he's the dude who built the studio. It's a nickname he came up with. It is not sticking. No, it's char, it's charmless at best nick, when it comes to nicknames. And you're not, also not supposed to give yourself nicknames. Jason is one half of a, of a, of a show that he does with uh, his wife, Kristen Bartlett. And they are performing in Los Angeles this Thursday at the UCB Theater on Franklin, their show called Dead Dad's Club. I've seen it. It's a great show. It's Thursday. What is it? Thursday the 20... 26th. The 26th at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. Dead Dad's Club this Thursday, 9.30 p.m. You should go check it out. I've seen it in New York. They brought it west. And it's worth seeing, so check it out. Is that good? Good? Yeah, thank you. You'll keep running the thing over there? This. You got your <laughs> you got your pound of flesh? Oh, wait. Mattel, who's this? It's me, Gary the Squirrel. Woo, woo, Lipstick City. I'm back. Hey, uh, Gary. Hey, what's up, Carl? What's been going on? I was here, and then I split because I auditioned and I bombed. Fast and the furriest. How'd you bomb? What happened? I thought I was going to get a good part in it. I thought I was going to get the the Vin Diesel part in this squirrel-based rebooting of the Fast and the Furious franchise. But it didn't stick. You know who they gave the part to? Mm-mm. Josh Gad! Guy from Frozen! There's a voice of Snowman! He got the part! Did that guy have enough? He's on the new show with Billy Crystal. The Comedians. Which, I want to get in on that class action suit. What's that about? For misrepresentation. It's called The Comedians. What's Billy Crystal doing on that thing? 
You know what that guy looks like now? Mm-mm. You ever see those shrunken apples? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he looks like one of those. That got left in with something. Yeah, you cooked that one way too long. It looks like a shrunken apple. With my towel on his head. So what are you going to do out here now? I'm auditioning for some new stuff. A squirrel-based sketch show. Squirrel Dill Day Night Live. That rolls off the tongue. Say it again. Squirrel Dill Day Night Live. Squirrel Day Night Live. Squirrel Dill Day Night Live. Game Delahaye in the house. Hey, Gary. Video gum. Not anymore. It's gone. What happened? It's gone. They They canned you? They they canned me. They shut it down. They wiped it off the internet. They canned you, then they shut it down? Mm Mm-hmm. Or you shut it down vindictively after they canned you? I'd left on my own accord, but they did. It's gone now. I think you can find it on Stereo Gum, old posts. I don't know why you would, but I think, look. What? Oh. (laughs) <laughs> I got caught up in a video game story you're telling. <laughs> Ma, what are you up to now? Uh, I'm working on a TV pilot with my friend Max. Uh, Max Silvestri. Max Silvestri, the king of comedy, the king of the king of New York. I thought Abel Ferrara was the king of New York. Not anymore. Look out, Abel Ferrara. Max Silvestri's moving into the Hotel Chelsea, and he's coming for you. So I'm doing that. A pilot. Working on it. What's it about? It's about a couple idiots. Okay. That's it. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure they're going to pick it up for a lot of seasons. Just off the right off the bat, like the Charlie Sheen show. Who are you doing this? So you're doing a 1090 deal. We're doing a 1090 deal. A 1090. You know your lingo, Gary. Yeah. Last 1090 deal was that Kelsey Grammer show. That's a big show. Everyone loves that show. Everyone's talking about that show. The one with him and Martin Lawrence. Yeah. The pairing that no one asked for. Did that show happen? Did they even put it on? Oh, it was on. You know what you thought you'd see that pairing? Court! <laughs> yeah. Or on the side of the highway, picking up trash! <laughs> Kelsey Grammer and Martin Lawrence! The weirdos! Hollywood weirdos! I'm surprised it didn't work out. I thought that was. Lisa J. Bursky, what's up? Gary. <laughs> what's up? That's coming back. You're so much better looking than I thought you would Two be. Two squirrels. In person. What's up? For Bud Light. Crack open a cool Bud Light. Mellow out. Right? How about you, Carl? What do you drink? Uh, I like uh, Milwaukee's best light ice. Okay. The cheap stuff. Well, it's, you know, takes me there. Yeah. <laughs> Takes me there and back. A little tight, huh? Short arms, deep pockets. Yeah. Don't we spring you for the good stuff? I'm not rich like you. I heard about your thing with Kiss. You got the, the this this squiz squiz thing happening. It's already not happening. Oh, it's not happening. No. What happened to, to the song you're writing? Let me put my, my nuts in your mouth. I got replaced. You did. Yeah. What happened? By who? 
by a squirrel named Tommy. Tommy Squirrel Thayer. The squirrel equivalent of Tommy Thayer replaced me. And I had the gene voice down too. God of thunder. It's pretty good. Thanks, man. It's pretty good. So what are you going to do now? Are you, are you going on other auditions? Yeah. I'm going to audition for the comedians. You should do voice work. I should. Yeah. Hey, guys. Health insurance. Make sure you got it. How's, how was that? <laughs> do one for that, that weightlifting restaurant. Muscle maker grill? Yeah. All right, all right. Let's see what we got here. Let's go. About. I'll tell you about the core values. At Muscle Maker Grill, we base our everyday business operations on simple, fundamental principles. Our core values! And they, oh, there's not a period there. Our core values, man, enable us to maintain our commitment to serve our customers fresh, great-tasting food with their health in mind. The core values are respect and honor. We respect and honor our customers, our employees, our community, and ourselves, ourselves, through principles of truth, integrity, and ethics. This place sounds like might get, go there to get an order a salad. You end up hooked to an e-meter. It was smoother voice than Peter Peter Thomas, the uh, voice guy. Very an e-meter. Get it? Scientology. Yeah. Truth, integrity, ethics. Sounds like you go in the back. You go in to get a shake. Next thing you know, you're getting your you're getting told about. Spaceships landed in the volcanoes. I came out here to protest that movie. Why? Because I thought it would be good for my career. <laughs> I thought I'd go pick an HBO. Be on the line, maybe get scripted Giovanni Rabisi or something, get my spec. I wrote a pretty good spec. What's it about? The Goldbergs! It's a Goldberg spec! You never guess what happens in it. What happens in it? They argue. <laughs> I'm gonna work on another spec. <clears throat> what is it? It's this. It's one. It's a right sample about two idiots. What's it called? Gabe and Max. <laughs> All right. Well, it's hurtful. Where are you doing the show? Hey, I'm just taking your <laughs> thing. Where do you have it set up? Uh, I don't HGTV! <laughs> I don't know if I, I... I don't... It's a web series for HGTV! It's, uh... Yeah. It's, uh... I don't know. I don't... It's set up somewhere. It is set up somewhere. Which it is, is? Yeah. A little cagey. little cagey. Love Look, it. it hasn't been on deadline yet. I haven't gotten Jay Fogelness to... Email Nikki Fink to get it on deadline yet, so I well, gotta you, play it close to Come on, Nikki Fink don't work for deadline anymore. Oh, right, 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 right. You'd have to contact Nelly Andreeva! What else have you been doing in LA, Gary? As a Paquito Moss today. <laughs> Loading up 
Ahi tuna burrito. They had to carry me out. Dump me in my rental car. What kind of rental car are you driving? Dodge Dart. <laughs> little one. Little one? Yeah. Because you're little? Yeah. Or because you're cheap? Because I'm little. What do you want me to – how am I supposed to drive the thing? Right. Right. I just was making sure. Yeah, you make. Do they sure. make everything little? All the cars are little? Like you well, could have gotten a nicer little car? Yeah, well, look. Money's tight. I don't have all that video gum money. <laughs> what are you up to, Lisa J. Persky? You working on a book? Always working on a book. Tell yes. us about the book. I'm working on a book about growing up in Greenwich Village in the 60s and 70s. Van Ronk! Exactly. I just... Uh, Is Van Ronk in it? Is he good? Is he in it? Oh, yeah, he's in it. He combs his hair. Oh, boy, this runs a real page-turner. What about you? Dave Van Ronk combs his hair in the book. He combs his hair in the book. Don't give it all away now! <laughs> you want people to buy the thing! Okay. So it's about you're growing right, up in right. the village. <sighs> you're right. Like, and what else in the village? I'm giving a talk at the EMP, Experience Music Project, which I'm going to actually perform at. And it's about, again, about the village, but it's about... The year 1976, and I'm cramming it all into 18 minutes. All my punk. friends and yep, all punk all the time. Who are you gonna talk about? Well, I think I better not give that away either. The Ramones, but certainly Gary Valentine will be. Gary bl- Valentine, ex of Blondie, will be part of that. The Blondies. Oh yeah, yeah. Blondie, is that a man purse or a nut you're holding? An acorn. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, I'm really sorry. And I hit it when I want to get in shape. <laughs> this is the strongest arm in show business. Believe it. So, See that. when's the book come out? <laughs> that's a good question. I have to finish it first. Yeah, that's how everything works. Uh-huh. Before it comes out, you have to finish it, right? Right. Except for what? Are you in publishing? Except for food. The food comes out. Then you finish it. It's a riddle. Get you over the bridge. The troll asks you that one. They get you over the bridge. So when's it going to come? 2017? Are you going to move out here? If I get this part, I will. Well, I'd cast you. Which part's... Squirrel Day Night Live? Either that. <laughs> I'm working on a thing. Attention teachers and students! Attention teachers and students! I know what that is. That's on Saturday, that's on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I licensed it from Jay Farrow. Mm. You can do that, you know. Just rent it. You can rent lines. Yeah. Attention teachers and students. And then I'm hoping to get a board on the comedians. That's Billy Crystal's hair. Season two. I just lay there. As he's walking around. I'm old. And I'll just be sitting on his head. I don't want that part now. 
And then that guy's head, still falling him, still falling him. And then Rob Reiner said to me, blah, 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 blah. Then Mickey Mantle said, blah, blah, blah. No, nothing. What's the best movie you were ever in? Uh, you mean my favorite or do you mean, how do you mean that? No. You can answer it how you want. Okay, I, I like uh, I like the Big Easy. I like that movie. Quaid. Yeah. Barkin. The Big Easy. That's New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> That's pretty Frank? good. Yeah, yeah, that is. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna have to work a little harder on that one. Oh boy. Rough crowd, rough crowd. <laughs> so we look for your book. I hope soon. you will. I hope you will. You got a show soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Carl? I gotta fix this board. I gotta, I gotta get back under there. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go under there too. Do you have any WD-40? Hey, I got it in my dark. I'll run out and get it. Give my me dark. the keys. <laughs> no, you Give me the keys. <laughs> Come on, I'll go out and get it. We'll go out together. Okay. All right. Wow. They're actually leaving together. Alright, let's go. They actually just <laughs> left together. <laughs> that is a weird pairing. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna this we did we did a fun half best show. But you know what the what is the best show really? Right? Isn't that gonna be three hours? It is what we make it, man. It's just like... Very L.A. of you. It's just like that song from Rocky Horror, right? Uh, Sing that. I thought Jake Fogelness would appear. Yeah. I said that. That's actually... I said Rocky Horror. <laughs> and I thought... You know that song where it's like... Just... No, it's like... No, it's like Don't see it. Isn't that what like... Be it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right? Isn't that the final song? That's the one. How many yeah. times did you see Rocky Horror in the theater, either of you? Once. Once. Once, maybe. Once, maybe. Maybe zero. Jason, have you seen Rocky Horror? I've seen it way too many times. How many times is way too many? Um, I think about eight. In the theater? In the theater. But those those special occasions where you go... And Your birthday? Yeah, every birthday. <laughs> From <laughs> eight to <laughs> 16, yeah. I went. So Yeah, Easter. Yeah. What special occasions are you going to... <laughs> Well, I don't know any special occasion where the answer is to Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> you know, they make it like an event. Who's they? <laughs> Why are you listening to whoever they is that would make Rocky Horror Show into an event? These old theaters, you know? Oh, I get it. I so also you're, feel yeah. like you can get away with saying it's a special occasion for one viewing of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. But Not when you, eight. Yeah, eight. When you got to I six, kinda, you yeah. should have been like, this is pretty thin soup here. And it is not tracking anymore. Yeah. People are looking at me when I'm just like, it's a special occasion. <laughs> Six weeks in a row. Rocky Horror Picture Show. I saw it two times in a the theater when I was in high school. And I remember there was a kid. I was, I was a freshman at that point. And that we would get picked on all the time. The fre- our, our class got picked on so much by the seniors. And I remember looking and seeing 
that like a senior was in the in the crowd, and I'd seen it once already, so I knew there was a spot to like yell an insult. <laughs> to where like the character would like answer my my like I would throw out the funny, I would throw his name into a thing, and then the character would like say like yeah he's stupid or something like like what do you think of blah blah blah, and the character's just like. He's an idiot, or whatever line it was, and I did it. And then, like, a few people laughed, but he didn't know who did it. So that's... So you won. You got I did win. I'm realizing I have what it would take to be a terrorist. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm starting to realize I, I have a certain approach to things that that's how they tend to handle things. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not nuts about that. That does not make me happy, but I'd rather... A lot rather... of terrorists goofing around at Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> that would... <laughs> I think if terrorists saw that, they'd be like, we must redouble our efforts. <laughs> <laughs> this is what... If this is what this country stands for, a guy dressed as... They come here, it's it's one thirty in the morning, they're dressed like monsters... And dancing in front of the theater to, and even the terrorists would be just like, this is like watered down glam rock here. <laughs> like we've heard better. Even, even like ISIS would be like, yeah, you should just probably listen to like the sweet or T-Rex or David Bowie instead of this stuff. But the fishnets. Yeah. The fi- and they'd see the, but then they'd see the fishnets and they'd be like, we were right the whole time. We need more power, and then they would contact their U.S. Uh, their U.S. branch mm-hmm. of ISIS, which you know is um, improv everywhere. <laughs> it's the U.S. arm of ISIS. Would that surprise anybody? I don't think that would. It would not surprise me if they revealed. Hey, turns out that was uh, that, that was ISIS the whole time. That's where ISIS started. You trace it all the way back. It started people being on the subway not wearing pants once a year. I'm here in L.A. You can't get me improv everywhere. Wait, I'm going back in two days. You can get me. Sorry, improv everywhere. Walking it back like a total coward. No, I stand firm in my convictions. Why am I saying any? I don't know why I'm saying any of this <laughs> right now. Think about it, Tom. Upside versus downside. Ask yourself, what's the upside? What's the downside? I've got to ask myself that more because sometimes I'll just say things and it's like, oh, the upside will be that maybe people might laugh. Maybe. Downside. Oh, yeah, there's somebody who hates me forever now and is out to get me. I'm not saying that, that improv everywhere is out to get me, but but I'll stand by everything I say. I stand by it. I'm not gonna blame it on uh, on a character, you know, <laughs> coming here up on stage, all in the videos. Get, I'm quoting Suge Knight now when he's like, "If you want a label, when remember that when when at the at the Source Awards when when um." I forget who who won, and then Suge Knight came up on stage, and then Suge Knight's like trying to get everybody to come to death row. He's like, 
I think I think uh, Tupac won an award, and then Suge Knight came up also, and he just said, like, if you want to go to a label where the producers aren't all up in the videos, putting their face in everything, like just clearly referring to uh, Puff Daddy <laughs> at that point, then you come to you come to death row. And now Suge Knight is like fainting in court. As, so it's like. I think he seems cool. Suge Knight seems real cool. So is that the line you, we have to walk out here? Did I say the wrong thing? <laughs> she, this is LA. Cool. Like you gotta be, Suge Knight's cool. Impact Everywhere is cool. Rocky Horror Picture Show is cool. What if you were on LA Mass Transit? All right. And you saw Suge Knight. Participating in no pants, <laughs> that no pants day. Suge Knight just walks on, giant cigar. I would be like, great to meet you. I hope that we can work on, find something to work on together at some point. Who'd win in a fight? Suge Knight versus, let's think. Suge Knight versus Rick Ross. Let's just start right there. Cause they almost look like two different generations of the same guy, right? They're like huge. Like They're those are probably gigantic. The, yeah. yeah. Who'd win in that fight? I mean, Suge Knight seems unwell. <laughs> so then like Rick a, Ross, like, like I mean, do you want a Rocky style? It? Do you want <laughs> just like a lot of people are talking about that? Like they're running it through an algorithm to see who would of what era. Like if they're both at their peak. Yeah. I'd say Suge Knight then. Yeah. Yeah. Because Rick Ross was actually a prison guard. He was? Yeah. That's well, actually, then maybe Rick Ross. But that was like the giant secret with him where all of a sudden it came out as like, hey, this guy pretend, this guy's saying he's like a criminal and everything. It's like, you know, like six years ago, he was a prison guard. <laughs> it's like, really he was the opposite secret. of a, he was the opposite of a criminal. Is he that, was the guy who kept criminals in their cells in that, jail. Is that like a more explosive hip hop secret than going to private school? I think a security, I think a, a, a like at a, pri- a prison guard, that's like, cause you're an adult. Like it's pretty a, bad. If you're a kid going to private school, you, you don't have a whole lot of say in that. You fill out an application to be a, a secure, a prison guard. Yeah. All right. So we assume Rick Ross wins that round. I think he, well, he's got the training, right? I mean, he's been well, trained to Rick subdue, yeah. he's been trained to subdue people. But if it's all, yes. So, <laughs> so assuming he did like a wrestling move and pulled out a, Billy Club or a Taser or whatever. Yeah. So he wins, and then he goes on to fight all three members of Green Day at the same time. <laughs> wins. He wins. He fights all three members of Green Day. Goes for some chicken at Muscle Builders Cafe. Then he goes and fights all of the Arcade Fire. Wins. At, at once. <laughs> is Who beats Rick Ross is the question. Well, that's what we're trying to figure now. Who well, beats you're going Rick down the, like, you okay. went, you're going, you okay, went from well, no. Suge Knight to Green Day to oh, Arcade okay, Fire. Okay, well, here we go then. Rick Ross has to fight a tag team of Glenn Danzig and that muscular sax player from the Tina Turner videos in the 80s, the shirtless like that Fabio-looking guy who played sax and right. Fabio, those three. <laughs> All Rick three. Ross, not at the same time though. Oh. Just like so, it's the so it, like, but he could be fatigued then. Rick, Rick Ross could be like sucking wind because right. he just he he did beat up Glenn Danzig, but he's a little winded now. And then the sax player is giving him a good fight, and the sax player has his sax with him as a weapon. Okay, okay, or as either like to distract him with the sound. Or to hit him over the head with. 
And then Fabio. And then Fabio, who I think is the weakest of the three because he does not seem like a fighter. He's a Fabio lover, seems not too a fighter. He'd be too yeah. scared yeah. to mix it up. Yeah. Any opinion of any of this? Maybe they'd have a little love stop, me a pit stop or something, and just kind of hug it out. That Fabio would get him to like, unless Fabio got him to just like off his game, and then all of a sudden the sax player slid in and just see. Just I'm like, saying you put Fabio boom. first. Okay, put Fabio first uh-huh. to to tire him out a little bit. Yeah, and but to, he's gonna win and to distract, mess with his head a little bit, just like. Like yeah, I beat that guy. But he seemed like a good good guy, and then <laughs> right then he's mercilessly yeah. beating everyone up. And then yeah. when it gets to Fabio, yeah. he's like that. Se- that was a hard one. Yeah, for me. that guy seemed okay. And then Fabio, then sax player, then the sax player. Then you're saying Danzig finishes him off. Yeah. Okay. So then you're saying that the then now we go that Glenn Danzig <laughs> right is alone, or or does that trio move forward in the round of? No, Fabio's out. Fabio's out. The sax player's out. The sax player's out. So now Glenn Danzig has to go on and fight. Glenn, Dag- Glenn Danzig has to fight um, Flea and Chad Smith. Wins. Okay. Really? Yeah. Those guys seem like... They seem like the kind of person that gets in a fight and starts acting crazy because they think that will make people <laughs> leave them alone. Uh-huh. But then they're not crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I see what you mean. So right. So what you're saying is Glenn Danzig. Is the ultimate champion. Is the ultimate champion. I can't think of any better way to wrap the show up than with that. I want to thank, uh, thank Jason Gore for helping out so much with all this. Thank you, buddy. And everybody go see Dead Dad's Club this Thursday, March 26th. Over at the UCB Theater on Franklin in Los Angeles, 9.30. It's a really great show. It's, it's Jason and, and Kristen Bartlett. It's a, you gotta, really great. They, they do it in New York regularly. They have taken it to the West Coast. So check it out. I want to thank Lisa Jane Persky for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. You're so the, great to see you out so here. So great. I want to thank Gabe Delahay for coming by. It's so great to be, we've never done this face to face, right? Like, uh, but like, were you in, you were you been there, on the phone? No, I was there for your Christmas, yes, for your Christmas special. That was such an over But this is better. Thing. This is better. Yeah. Well, we'll figure the re, th- this is what I wanted to do with you at Thank some you point. Thank you for having me. And we did it. And then, thank Joe Mandy. And that was also the first time Joe was ever on the show. Joe was never, ever on the show. He's the best. He really is the best. And I want to thank Earwolf for being so generous with uh, their facilities, helping us out. And uh, Best Show will be back next week. Download, uh, I would say download this episode, but you already did download it if you're hearing it. So um, download all the episodes. Give us a nice review on iTunes. The box set is out. Uh, Numero Group, you can check that out. Um Pick it up. It's starting to ship for people now. 16 CD box set of Sharply and Worcester. And we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. And you should know that the best show is supported by Wealthfront, the automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. It automatically rebalances your portfolio and reinvests your dividends, all commission-free. Wealthfront manages over $2 billion and has saved millions on taxes for its clients, Visit Wealthfront.com slash best show to get your first $10,000 managed for free. That's Wealthfront.com slash best show 
to get your first $10,000 managed for free. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. 